Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live, Lauren? We are live with Gross Anatomy Podcast, where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning books, movies, TV, and the world around us. And I'm Lauren Taylor, joined by the host, Dr. Jason Cohen, and I am I'm such a I'm such a I'm so thrilled and excited that today we have Anna de Guzman. Am I saying it right? Joining us, and and I'm a total magic nerd geek fan. And that's why I'm so thrilled that you said, yes, you're willing to come as a guest on the podcast because you're a magician. I am. I am. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I'm really excited. I'm glad we worked this out and could make this happen. Me too. Me too. So is that what you call yourself? Do you call yourself a magician? Uh, I'm a magician and cardist. Yeah. Um, creator. It's such a great... I'm, I'm so... I love magic. I, I think it's the coolest thing. And, and I think um, there's, there's science to magic too a little bit, isn't there? Definitely. There's a lot of psychology in magic, I think. A that's lot. true. I think that's, that's, true. that's a big part of performance. So how did you get into magic? At what age? Because one of my daughters was into it for a little bit too, but it was just like a brief thing. So Yeah, I think everyone goes through that phase because yeah. I, I always hear that. I think everyone loves magic. Right. Everyone, like either you love it or you hate it and you watch it because you want to see it mess up or you want to call it out and like figure out how it works. Yes. Yeah. So I was definitely that kid. I was like, I don't like not knowing how that works. I need to know how it works. So, so I, you- yeah, I would just look up YouTube videos and rewatch, like I would watch David Blaine videos and I would slow down the video and I would play it back and figure out how he did it. I would just watch it over and over again. And then eventually like I would do those tricks myself. And then obviously over time, when you start doing them over and over again, you'll get better and smoother. So that's just how I started. I was curious because I just wanted to figure out the tricks. Like I just wanted to know how it was done. And then, At what age? When I like first started, I mean, I've only been doing magic for four years, but I first would, I would just watch it. I was not a performer until like now. I would just watch it. Like I've always seen it as a kid. I remember my mom's company holiday party always had a magician. So I, I'd always seen magic, like watch it on TV, but I never really actually started performing until I moved to LA and I started making little videos online, like on YouTube and Instagram just for fun. Like, right. no, not, no reason. Like this was before, like people even really made videos. I had like a personal Instagram and I would just post pictures of me and my friends. And then this one time I posted like a, a card video, um, that like I edited and like, shot on, like I, I uploaded it to my Instagram and it did better than any photo I'd ever posted. So I would realize I was like, Oh, I think this is what people want to see. Like not just like selfies. So I just went with it. I was like, okay, let me just post more of that. And then it, it kind of just took off from there. There was like no intention with it. It was just That's awesome. So when was your first, do you remember how long ago your first epiphany of posting magic was? How many years ago? Yeah, probably when I moved to LA, 2017. Already making videos, but not like at the scale and with like intention that I do now. It was literally like how anyone had you know, at the time it wasn't really much. It was just like Facebook, right? At that time, Instagram was so new and I would post like pictures of random things. And then 
I happen to always do cards and like other magic and cardistry tricks. And I was like, okay, why don't I film myself? Because I also had an interest in editing. Like I like to edit and I like to film. I wanted to do YouTube. That's literally what it was. It had nothing to do with magic, but it became a subject for me to film. So do you have a stage name kind of thing or? No, myself. And I've always been like that. I've always not wanted to be like a, like a character. I just how I am. Like I, I approach magic so different because I came into it just like as I, I always just say, like as, as a normal person, like I just saw it, I thought it was cool, and I, I took interest in it, and I practiced, and it kind of came naturally to me, to be to be honest, when it came to like actual dexterity. But I always saw the image of a magician being like this corny old guy, suit, tugs, like gl- gloves, top hat, bunny. Like I came into it being like I want to reinvent the in- image of a magician. So that when people see me, they, they, I don't look like a magician because, like, I look like a normal person. I, w- I like to come off as I'm a normal person. I'm not, like, a creature. I'm not this mysterious, like, being with powers. I'm right. a regular person that happens to be able to do extraordinary things with ordinary objects. And that's yeah. what I want. I don't want to come off as, like, like I don't know, like, kind of come off in this way. I want it to seem, like, so natural. Like, you're just hanging out at a dinner table with your friends and something just really cool happens. And it's almost better that way. I feel like it's more natural. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's totally cool. Cause at least in the olden days, all the magicians would be, you know, have these personas and wear silly things. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's cool. And I think I, I do love watching certain magicians who do that. They like embody that, but I've always, always wanted to just be myself. Right, right. I was um I was watching one of your YouTube videos when you were um giving a tour of like the Magic Castle, which was really cool. And you mentioned that there was really no female magicians that you can even look toward to like know like how they dress or how they would act anyway. So you've got to kind of just make your own way as a female. No, definitely. I think that was my biggest thing when I started. I wanted to inspire people to get into magic, but more importantly like girls because I never had someone to look up to when I got started I didn't know how to dress like everyone was just like these guys were just like that's just what it is it's just like a very male dominated hobby and I always felt like there would be no reason for that because it's not like a gender specific hobby like you don't have to be strong or anything to do it girls can definitely do it I think just because there aren't that many girls that do it, that's why they don't. They don't know that they can. It's, and I think it's like super hot. Like people yeah. love it. Like it's cool. It's different. And I love it. And it's so much fun. I don't see why more girls don't get into it. And that's what I want to do. I want to inspire girls to think it's cool and try it. Do you have a group of female magicians that you kind of all collaborate and talk or not, not really? There's really not many. That's the thing. There's just not that many at all i literally can name maybe 10 like amazing i'm sure there are more coming up which is great to see i love it but to say that we have like a group and like collab it's just not there yet i would love to do that though you have young girls young kids reaching out to you all the time for sure like it, it, it not all the time for girls but definitely kids but occasionally like girls being like i watched your videos and like that's what i knew I loved doing making videos and doing social media because sometimes your videos reach people that you didn't even know it reached and you, you never expect like you don't know who's watching on the other side 
Yeah. And until you meet them in real life and they reach out to you, you, you really don't know their story. Like I've, I've, I've had people message me that are like, oh, I'm disabled and, and I do magic or like literally don't have hands, literally don't have hands and learn how to do slights in, in a different way. It's crazy, these stories. And it's like uh, one of the biggest TikTokers right now, like two of the biggest TikTokers, um, Sean and Evan, they're at like 17 million on TikTok. Yeah. And Sean, I met Sean when he was like maybe like 15 or something, like really, really, maybe younger. And he used to watch me. He came up to me and he's like, I used to watch your videos. I entered your giveaway when you did a giveaway. And I was like, what? <laughs> and now he's like, proceed, like past me, like so far. And I'm like, that's just got like a few million though, only, right? Just like a few million, like <laughs> tens of millions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. So Lauren mentioned the Magic Castle. Have you done a lot of Magic Castle stuff? Uh, yeah, I was, I'm a member. Um, and I used to perform there um, when it was open. With COVID, it's not like fully open yet. Right. Do you like going there? Is that a fun thing? For, is that like the, you know, you know you've made it kind of thing? Or? Um, yeah, it's cool. Like it's, um, it was definitely something really special to me at one point to be a member. Because you audition to become a member. And I knew that like, if I auditioned and I didn't get in my first try, I was like, I'm, I'm never going to go again. Like I, I knew like I would never audition again. Like it would just discourage me too much. Like I would just be too in my yeah. head about it. So I'm glad I got in when I did, because that was a huge catalyst on how I was able to get to where I'm at now, skill level wise, because I did not start magic for so long. I, I was a cardist. So if you guys don't know what cardistry is, it's basically the, the fancy shuffling and just flourishing moves. Right. right. None of Have this you is a trick. cards with you ever because you're a good cheater? No, I never. I honestly, I shouldn't. I should just pretend, but I'm like not that good at gambling. Oh, okay. Um, but um, it's different. Like no one will ever let me shuffle anyway. And in real casinos, they don't let you touch the cards, so right. it's never actually an issue. Right. But it's fun to do like little demonstrations of of things you could potentially use to cheat. But in a real life scenario, it's actually really hard to to do that unless you're like in a home game and like, right. you know, like that's like a whole scheme. Um, but it was definitely useful to be in that circle because that's how I was able to learn so quickly. Cause you're at this place where you're surrounded by the best magicians in the world. So just going there all the time helped me learn. So, so much new tricks and get to jam new, new ideas with other magicians. And that's how I was able to like grow and learn really hard moves and tricks very quickly. What is the audition like? Do you do multiple tricks or is it just one trick? A, I, I entered as a junior. So the, okay. they have a junior program. So you become a junior member, which is basically a member who is under 21. Right. So I auditioned, I think I was 18. I think it was, I, I was 18 when I auditioned. Right? Yeah. Um, and for the junior audition, which is different than the adult one, you only do a five-minute routine. So you could do whatever you want in those five minutes. If you go past, you're automatically disqualified. So wow. it's, it's a cutthroat thing. You're, you're like, you're a kid. You're between the ages of 12 and 21. Yeah. There's, so you have like big kids and you have little kids and you are performing in front of a real audience. You have judges, a whole panel of judges, which are the board members of the castle and, you know, other kids, siblings, and then families watching you. And for the most part, I'm sure all of us who auditioned had never performed for a real audience in their life. And it's like, so, and they're, and like, you know, you're being like graded, you know, you're like being judged. 
it's your first time performing you're under the spotlight you're in, on a stage like it's a lot of pressure yeah. um, you know that there's a time limit um you have to think about not only your technical skill making sure the trick doesn't go wrong but now you're also thinking about your script your lines you're performing you anything can go wrong because like you it's a real audience you you ask a spectator from the audience to help you if, if you need one like which mine did um yeah you still remember what you did i do i remember the trick i did it, it's a very it's actually a decent trick i don't i wish i perform it more like i should perform it more it's actually pretty good that sounds like the snl like uh kind of reminds me of snl auditions you know they get like five minutes they have to do before a live audience but they have to do comedy but this is like magic and this is I like think there's a lot of parallels between comedy and magic actually really okay I, I i definitely my performance style i definitely do more comedy in my show um because some people are go like the more like spooky mysterious route when they perform i definitely go with more like conversational and i pull a lot of like lines from like comedy i watch i'm very inspired by what comedy do you watch i just watch like netflix stand-up specials like I like Pete Davidson, uh, Chappelle, Kevin Hart. I just, I just think there, there's a lot of things you could say. I just like them mostly for my improv. Like, uh, what's the word? <laughs> what's the word? You know, just like when, when you're riffing with the audience. So right. my show, if you ever see my show, I don't think anyone would tell you it was scripted. And the whole thing is, the whole thing is entirely scripted. Even the parts that don't feel scripted, lines, yeah. even like parts that you think I mess up because I make you think I'm, I'm going to mess up again, going back to like the psychology of it, like making you feel like, Oh, I, I'm going to mess up. Like, will this trick work? I don't know. Oh, and then we fix it. Right. Huh. Those parts are all like set up in a way. And there are some times that the audience will say something. And usually I'm prepared for it, but if I'm not, like, it's nice to have those lines in your back pocket that you can just throw at them. And those are the best moments. Cause I think the audience gives me the best lines and then I keep them or I remember them for the next show. And then if that situation happens again, I already, I, I'll use what the audience member said for, for that. And like, most of the audience writes my show for you. Like that's the best part. That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Did you ever read the book yeah. Magic is Dead? Oh, I know. The, yeah, I know Ian. Ian Frisch. I love that book. Really? I can't yeah. believe you read it. I'm sure he'll like really like that you, you actually read it. That's amazing. No, I mean, I met him when he was still like writing it, you know? Really? Because it's about the 52, right? You know the 52. Right. So, I mean, a lot of my friends are in the 52. I mean, I wanted to be in the 52. Like, it's it's nothing, but it's also like, there was just so much like curiosity around it and hype about like, what is the 52? Yeah. That would be in the 52, but all my, the card I wanted was also taken. Of course, what, I is the, what is the 52 for people that don't know like me? Can you guys explain it? Or is it, is it a It's like a magic group. Um, like, how would you describe it? It's like a um, secret society. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like a cool magic. Like a, yeah, cool magic group. Like a fraternity kind of thing. Yeah. But it was, it's, it's funny because I, I know the people in it and it's literally like, just get a tattoo on your hand. <laughs> right. That's right. You get the, you get the, whatever card you are, right? Yeah. So they, they all have a, a tattoo on their hand of, uh, of each card in the deck. And if you guys don't know, there's 52 cards in a deck. So. Okay. Is there a joker though? No. Do they still let people in it or no? No, they're, they're all used up. So you have to wait for someone to die? 
I don't know the process. Really? Does it say that? You have to no, wait I don't know. I don't remember. I, I forgot. I don't remember that part. I just thought it was such a cool book. I bought it just because I'm a magic fan. I had no idea what it was going to be about. And then I was like, this is a really cool book. It is. I, I think like, I, I love when magic kind of hits the mainstream. So like with, with like, now you see me, have you ever watched right. it? Yeah. I love, love it. and yeah. um, obviously oh. there's that scene where they do cardistry. Yeah. And my friend Andre Drake actually consulted cardistry consultant, which is like, what? That's like, that's like even a, a, role, a job that you can get. Like he taught the actors how to do that sequence. So what do you see, where do you see yourself going with this? Do you, do you think, what's that? With magic? Yeah. Honestly, I am still growing. Like it's, it's so early. Like I think people don't know that it's been only since 2018, which has only been three years Mm -hmm. that I've been doing it professionally and actually actively performing. You know, in the beginning, it was like make videos. And then eventually it turned into getting bookings for live shows. And then that turned into, obviously with COVID, my focus shifted from live events to doing more social media brand deals. And and that's what I'm working on now. Mm -hmm. So what would be next is like, I see things are opening up. And during uh, quarantine, virtual shows were a thing. I'm doing Zoom shows. But I personally don't feel like Zoom is... Or, or virtual shows are the best way to watch magic. And I still like making social media videos actually more than doing a live Zoom show. Mm-hmm. Just because even though the audience is there and it's live, I, 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 I don't feel, I, get, I don't get the same feeling. Like when you ask me if I like doing stage shows or strolling, mm-hmm. the feeling is different. It's all different. Like seeing a video go viral and do well is great. It's a great feeling. It's different than feeling like, going on stage and feeling like a rock star. Like, that's what it feels like, honestly. You go after the show to meet people. It, you, I feel like a rock star, at least. Like, that's what it feels You're like. You're a rock star. You're yeah. And then yeah. It, the, the feeling is different than strolling. Because strolling, you're just, like, walking around. They don't know that there's even a magician there necessarily sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes they're, like, shocked that you're even, like, approaching them and, like, why do you have cards? Yeah. Um, so being on stage is actually cooler for me to feel like there's a... Like, oh, the, the eyes are on me. There's attention on me. The, the, this person is supposed to be here. This person's like a professional. Yeah. They're like. So you were just in Miami. How was that? Love Miami. Thought about yeah. moving there. You're moving there? I thought about it. It's, Everybody's it's moving there. Everybody's moving there, which is why I considered it. Yeah. Do you see this being your lifetime career or do you see this just being like a short-term thing? Honestly, I never thought about it. It's been mm-hmm. so quick. Um, I honestly didn't expect to become a magician. I went to school for accounting. I thought I was going to become a CPA. Um, and I was always like good at school. And I, I finished high school early. I wanted to finish college early. And then I started making these videos. And I quickly realized like I would have been a good accountant, but I wouldn't have loved it. Yeah. I started making videos. and I just had fun. And I was like, I can make the same money, if not more making videos. So why don't I do that? Or at least try it. And if it doesn't work out, I'm so young, I can go back to being like a normal, practical job person. Right. Um, So that's where I'm at now. And I never was like, I want to be a magician when I grow up. It just literally happened. There was no expectation with making videos. I was always like going to do the traditional path. Like I'm Filipina and, you know, going to school and having a job and like getting married and dying. 
That's that. <laughs> Getting married and dying. There's nothing in between. It's just you get married and then you die. <laughs> it's like, just do, you know, that the traditional path. And I knew it wasn't for me. And like, I moved to LA, obviously, where you're exposed to all these different options and all these different opportunities that you realize you don't have to do the typical American dream that my mom came to America with and, and wanted me to have. So what does your mom say? Is your mom happy or nervous or she's like, when are you going to get a real job? I don't know about everyone else's mother, but my mother is always nervous. She is always worried about me. She's always like, you know, she's, she's a mom. She wants her daughter to be okay and safe. And she just wants the best for me. So obviously with a very new career, obviously there's no one in my family that's a magician. And on top of that, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I'm a magician. I perform magic, but I, I definitely am just more of a creator. I, I create content and it's just so unpredictable and she's just old school. So she doesn't know that that's a job to so her. She, I, I literally have, I think she has no idea what I do. She has absolutely no idea. She right. literally, I don't know what she thinks I do all day. What does she I, tell people you do? Like if, some, like if her friends ask, oh, what is Anna doing? I actually have no idea, but I know that her friends will come up to her with my videos when they see them, like, because my videos will get passed on to different pages sometimes, yeah. like on Google pages, or like they'll be featured on like TV because I've done stuff with a lot of athletes. So I do get featured on like ESPN and SportsCenter sometimes. And they'll tell her, and she doesn't have social media. She is old school. She has. She doesn't even have a Facebook. Like that's a that's an old school thing. Like yeah. she does not have any social media. So she only knows about things when I tell her. Like I, I've been on TV, and then months will go by and be like, oh, someone told me you're on Steve Harvey, and I was like, yeah, that was like six months ago, mom. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes I do things that I also forget to tell her because to me it's just like it's just another thing. Right. No, it looks like you've done a lot of cool stuff. Like um, I saw you doing a trick with Paul Pierce, who's the yeah the NBA player, the big NBA fan. He's such a nice guy. He is a big Magic fan. Yeah, how did it start? It's I, I've done the that was a proper event that um, I was brought out to. Uh, it was mm -hmm. the opening of uh, one of his. Uh, it was like a lounge or something. And I met him originally. Yeah, just being out in LA, I had a mutual friend of his. Um, that then invited me to perform at his opening. But I met him, performed magic for him, just like at a party, and then got invited to do his event. So that happens a lot, especially like obviously living in LA, uh, that helps a lot, just being out, being social. So I feel like your calendar's gotta be getting full again now that things are opening back up. Do you have an agent or you have to do all that yourself still? No, 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 I have a management team that okay. has helped me since um maybe in the in the last year and a half um it's been amazing to a lot of stuff is direct a lot of stuff is just people seeing my videos and hitting me up directly um but most of like the bigger stuff like the commercials uh tv and that that's usually brought to me mm -hmm. um, which is cool and usually when they're looking for a female magician because there are so few it's usually gonna, they're gonna find me. It's if you, you. Come, I will pop yeah. up. So that helps um, a lot. So when I, I, I don't know, Lauren, I don't know if you know this. So when I was a long time ago, somehow I wound up auditioning for a medical kind of reality TV show and, and um, as a host. 
And I didn't get the show, but the guy who got the show was a heart surgeon who was also a magician. And I remember at the audition, at, it was multiple levels of auditioning and meeting. He would do all these amazing card tricks. And I knew, I loved watching him, but I knew I had nothing on that guy. He was so cool. I mean, you should start learning then. You I know. You can still get into it. And you'd be surprised. Like that is literally a lot of how I got any of my stuff. It's not necessarily because I have, I, I, I don't have that many followers. It's literally because I have a talent that is so unique that not anyone can offer. Not that, not that many people can offer. So that really does help me book most of my stuff when they're looking for something very niche. Yeah. I learned a few like silly, basic magic tricks that, you know, up till my young, my two kids, my two youngest kids are 15 and 17, but up to a certain, not, not that long ago, they would still be impressed every now and then if I did those tricks. But now they're on to me now, so I, I can't do it anymore. Well, we just learned a new trick, Dr. Cohen. So we got to yeah, practice I'm, it. I'm going to go home and practice that for sure. And do you also do Rubik's? Are you a Rubik's Cuber also? Did I see that too? Yes. Do you want me to get the Rubik's Cube? It's just, I'll grab it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could watch you forever. This is a very fun podcast for us. <laughs> Did you have a Rubik's Cube growing up, Lauren? No. You didn't have a Rubik's Cube growing up? I don't think so. I mean, I know I what they are. But you didn't. You never had a Rubik's Cube growing up? No. I think a lot of people, yeah, when I, when I perform with it, it's amazing. A lot of people have seen one, but they're not really, again, same thing. It's one of those things that you see, but you're not familiar with the extent of all the possibilities that you could do with Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a generational thing. When I was a kid, pretty much everyone had a Rubik's Cube. It's fun. It's super fun because also I found out, like, I love cards. I think cards are my favorite, uh, my favorite kind of magic to perform. I also really like mentalism. But cards is always going to be, like, my, my first love. I love doing cardistry. That's how I got started. I started off with cardistry first. But when I started doing Rubik's Cube magic, not that many people have ever seen Rubik's Cube magic, ever. People have seen people do card tricks. You know, every uncle knows that one card trick. No one's ever seen Rubik's Cube magic. It's just not as like a thing. Yeah. So when I was able to to learn stuff, like there's so much you could do and it, it is just no one's used to it. So it's just a little bit bigger and like more inconvenient to carry around. Yeah. Like I always have a deck of cards in my purse. They make, they make those cute little baby Rubik's Cubes. I, I, have, I have the little ones. Um, they're hard to turn so those, but those are actually a little bit harder to solve just because like they're right. so tiny it's so hard to like with my nails and everything it's yeah. just it's slower but yeah. it's an idea um yeah Rubik's Cube Magic was also like just fun because it's so easy easily understood yeah you don't have to say much it's very it'll cross language barriers you know it's mixed up solve very yeah. visual very easy to understand without knowing any context Mixed salt. That's the trick. You said you do mentalism too? Yeah, I do some mentalism. I do love it. It's uh, something I don't do, I think, as often in my videos just because it's not a visual thing. Right. It's hard to do mentalism and make them visual, but I'm working on that. That's like what I've been practicing lately is more mentalism because I think that's, that's, I love it. I love how powerful it can be. Yeah. What about hypnotism? Have you, have you, are you getting again into hypnotism? I looked into it. It's, it's hard that I have my, one of my best girlfriends, she's a female hypnotist. We've been talking for a long time about doing a show together because there is nothing like that. A female duo doing magic and hypnosis. She's German. She's, she's beautiful. 
and we've been trying to work on doing a show when uh, like a live show together when COVID is over. So she's been teaching me some hypnosis stuff, but I leave that to all to her. That is her world. She actually also does hypnotherapy on top of that. So she's just coaching and, and that's what she uses hypnosis for. And that's how she got into it. That's so cool. So we're, you know, part of why we do this podcast is we're big pop culture fans and stuff. So do you have a favorite magic movie? Uh, the Prestige. I love that movie. Obviously, now you see me, which is like a newer, more modern version. Right. And then on the more fantasy side, Harry Potter. I've I've seen every Harry Potter, and I, I love. Right. I Wait, love the Prestige that. is with um, Wolverine, right? Uh, you Jackman. Hugh Jackman. It's with the uh, Christian Bale, right? Oh, right, right. Oh, that one. The Prestige literally talks about like this electric current and like Nikola Tesla, I believe. Right. Like it's really fascinating to me. Um, and I'm, I'm, you're into science and I feel a like, little bit. you know, I'm a doctor. Just a little bit. Yeah. I, I was not good at science actually. I was just me neither. Interestingly, I, you know, to tell the truth, you know, I was a good bio person and I love bio and animals and all of that. But the reality is, is, wasn't that great in chemistry? Wasn't that great in physics? Just for our listeners, you, you don't really have to be That's an so expert. What? <laughs> I took AP of bio, AP chem, AP uh, physics. They're all really hard. They're hard. And I didn't like them. I didn't like chemistry. So-so. I hated physics. But I knew that the end game of being a doctor, you didn't necessarily need those things. Yeah, I was supposed to be a nurse, like every other Filipino girl. So, <laughs> I was, but then I quickly was like, I'm not good at, at, at science. I'm not good at chemistry. I was good at statistics, AP stats. I, I loved math. I was really good at math. And so that's when I went the accounting route. Well, not that, you, not that you need to become a nurse, but you totally can. If you ever decide you want to, you'll be fine. And you could be a performing nurse and really cheer people up. Uh, that is actually something I'm uh, working on. There, there is a foundation already like this, but there's a charity that is like bringing magic to hospitals for kids to, you know, who are going, undergoing treatment and just, you know, entertaining them so that they have something fun to do that day. You can learn a trick and go home like feeling happy. And That's great. I'm just to be fun. And I, I always wanted to do something like that, something bigger than myself that contributed back to the world. Because this is fun. Like, yeah, I, I have fun with it. I definitely live a very fun life getting to just like perform magic and even call it a job. But I've always wanted to bring it back to a, a deeper cause. For some reason, I just thought of, uh, there was some magic movie with Alan Alda. Do you know what I'm talking about, either of you? What's the name? What happens? Oh, you know, um, another. it's not necessarily magic, but I know that a magician consulted for it. Yeah. It's called Focus. With Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Oh, right, right, right. More like pickpocketing, but there was like a lot of great psychology and like just human connection. I, there was certain, obviously it's Margot Robbie and Will Smith. Like it was, it was an amazing movie. It was kind of in, in the same ballpark as like Now You See Me. Right. Lauren, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I don't know, but um, I wanted to ask you real fast about um, Penn and Teller. Did you, they have a show called Fool Us? Like, this is new to me. Like, I just saw it on your page and you fooled them? Like, you did a trick that they didn't know how to explain? Yes, so I, I was on the show, but I did not fool them. Oh, I, you didn't? 
I did not, unfortunately. They seem impossible to fool. I mean, they are the best of the best. It is it is very difficult to fool them. A lot of people don't. Like, m- most people don't. So I wasn't, like, that upset. Like, yeah. I, knew, I knew that they, they've been in the game for so long. Um, and I had just been, you know, I, I haven't been doing magic that long. And so to get the opportunity to go on Penn & Teller at all, like, I was happy to even just get on the show uh, and meet them. Yeah. Really cool. And they were like, oh, come back. Like, try again because you can you can go back and do it again i will at some point i'm sure if they if they're still doing the show i got the opportunity to do the show and i knew i wasn't necessarily ready like i was so young and i was it was just so early but i i couldn't say no to like being on the show right Right. yeah i saw their las vegas show they have a cool style about them yeah their style too is also kind of like they're teaching you how the trick works but not really and you feel like you're being let in on the trick. I like their style a lot too. It's it, again, like all the magicians have like their own kind of way. Cause if you watch their show and then you go across the street and watch Copperfield show at the MGM, he, he's more like traditional, uh, you know, he, he makes dinosaur, but I don't know how, if it shows the same, but he's, he's more old school with his style. More I found the movie. I was distracted. I found the movie. It was, it's, it's not a great movie, but there's some fun parts to it. Burt Wonderstone. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, that's like a like more yeah traditional kind of like Copperfieldy. Yeah, it was a funny movie. Did you ever see that, Lauren? Mm-mm, I don't think I know that one. Yeah, it's a fun, cute. Yeah, yeah, they're like so into like uh, magic movies. Like there, there's like little moments in in movies and shows today that have magic, and I know like secretly that whoever wrote that in is, is it's magic. That's what that really means. Very cool. There's so many, mo- even in, in the, the documentary, The Social Dilemma, have you watched it? Yeah. There's a moment in there where the guy is like, yeah, I'm into magic. And he starts doing, like, he pulls out a coin, is making it disappear. I'm like, so many people do it. You're a doctor and you like magic. Like, you actually practiced it and tried to learn it. There are so many people that I like that. And I think the reason I've been able to get to where I am is I've met people that have, like, you know, something completely different. Like they do their main thing. Like they're a tech startup owner or something random, like legit. And then they happen to have this interest in magic that they never like really get over. And like, I bond with them through that. And then I all of a sudden get introduced to like a totally different world on on the business end. So I've got some really cool people, like actors, musicians, like through that, just because they also have this little interest in magic. And that has taken me super far. Because magic is super niche. Like you said, like your daughter got into it, but she didn't actually stick with it. But part of her will always like have that. Definitely. Magic definitely brings out the little kid in people, I think. Definitely. And I love that. I, I, I think when I perform, my goal is to bring back that wonder that you feel when you're a kid seeing a trick for the first time. Like, I want you to know that maybe anything is possible. You know? Yeah. Wait, reality is like, what? This is, that's what all I want. Like, it's such a cool feeling. Yeah. And I, I do it for me too, too, because I know how my tricks work. I know, yeah. I see behind the curtain. When I get to see someone else experience it for the first time, I can have that back like that. I can see that impact that magic can have on someone. I, beautiful. I think you're, yeah, you're on your way to the, having your own show in Vegas, all these things I can see for you. That, that, that is actually one of the goals. Eventually to, uh, there isn't a, a female magician on the strip actually, which I, I don't know if I'd be the first, actually, but I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know one. That's headlining. Like, yeah. Yeah. that'd be cool. One day. That, that's like a later thing for sure, because uh, if, you, if you have a residency in Vegas, you have to live in Vegas. So, <laughs> like, for a long time. So, it would be something I'd want to do after, like, touring. 
Yes. Yeah, so is there any like shows that people can attend soon? I've been focused on, yeah, more, more social. Okay. More social videos. Um, YouTube. I'm, I'm trying to do YouTube consistently. That's my focus for the summer. Um, okay. More content. I wanted to do YouTube because it's long format versus like the scrolling quick stuff I do for Instagram and TikTok. Um, but I'll, I'll always be posting. And if I do have a live event, it's I will announce it, you know, on, on Instagram usually or one of my social media pages um, for people because most of my stuff are not public shows. Uh, the, the only public show I did have was when I did have a residency and it was in a theater. And that's when like anyone who could just buy a ticket and go. Okay. Um, right now there aren't any public shows. Most of my stuff are private events, private parties. Anna, thank you so much for being on this. We really... I, again, I'm like I'm like all excited now. This is great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Stay safe. Okay. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Have a good one. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.